Season 2, episode, what is it, 53 already? Yeah, all right. The big weekend episode. And, uh, boy, we have some big topics this time, boy, and that's explosive. So, whatever you do, don't uh, cream your jeans. That's all I'm going to tell you, okay? And then, of course, we got Jeffrey Tubin, which is back on CNN. I think we're, we have a new euphemism now, named after Jeffrey Tubin, which you'll find out in this particular episode with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero. Um, oh, and uh, one other programming note. Um, going to probably be taking a two-week hiatus on the podcast because I'm doing something I have not done in my career, taking two straight weeks off from the radio business to go on a vacation. So we're doing a little family escapade out west, going uh, to the Grand Canyon and going to see Mount Rushmore and friends and everything in between. And I might, if I feel inspired, to maybe just do a couple of like uh, short podcast episode bursts, like a little trailer to kind of give you some brief on-the-road reporting. If I see something really stupid. You know? Who knows? But nevertheless, I don't have to go looking for stupidity. It comes to me, as you'll hear in this week's episode. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Welcome to my stupid world once again. It's the weekend edition of My Stupid World, and uh, we have uh, my insane Florida nephew waiting for us in under the uh, sunshine tree with some more stupidity, and we'll have our Insane game show coming up later on as well. And, of course, uh, all the stupidity. Don't forget, we want you to join our Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. Because uh, I'll be posting links to some of these uh, crazy, stupid stories. And you can discuss them and share them with your friends and all that good stuff. You can comment on what you heard, read, or even, like I said, share with your friends. You can go to t.me slash insane Eric Lane to preview it. t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E to preview. You can Then if you decide you want the Telegram app, you can download it to your device, whether it's a desktop or mobile. And uh, by the way, <clears throat> do me a favor. I'm sure you've done something really stupid, but after you listen to the podcast, your attitude will change. And I know there's somebody else who's feeling the same way, so share the podcast with them. Oh, let, let's share the stupidity, okay? Come on. So this is one of the two episodes you hear every week. I have my midweek bonus episode that drops every Wednesday that has the insane week in review from all the current events. And of course, there's those genius awards for the brilliant stupidities. You know, the people that are the glittering jewel on the uh, crown of stupidity. <laughs> our crown of ignorance. Anyway, every Saturday, the weekend episode, of course, which is this episode, we have uh, Pancho Guerrero and um, all the other insanities. Now, so, so to, to make sure that you can keep your stupid fix coming, because we know this is addicting, 
click that little subscribe button if you haven't done so already or download it you know keep it you know for posterity play it for your kids but anyway you'll when you subscribe you'll have all the episodes ready to go when they're published and do me a favor if it wouldn't be too too much trouble whatever podcast player you're listening to this on give us a rating five stars it's worth five stars stupidity this nobody can be this stupid it deserves five stars okay and uh you know if you want to go the extra mile give me a review lie, whatever, make up stuff, embellish. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts or just review it on Apple Podcasts, for some reason, that gives us more traction when we get rates and reviews on Apple Podcasts. It makes people think, whoa, well, this might be worth checking out. Okay, believe me, there are some things worth checking out. Like, um, you know, and, and let me just say this, you know, um, I can also get spiritual. Uh, God told you to do it. Okay. God told you to go and rate the show and give me a review. God tells people things all the time. God's been telling people all week long during the um, annual meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention. I heard a lot of things that God was saying and some of the things God got voted out on. You know what I'm saying? It's been like the biggest news the whole week. <clears throat> the conservative takeover was prevented at the Southern Baptist Convention in Nashville, Tennessee. No, 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 no. It was the a bunch of so look. I'll, I'll say I'm Southern Baptist, and it was the um, it was it was the prevention of the ramrod of the of the legalists and the the fundamentalists that once tried to push their agenda. That's what it was. You know, I I, I was watching this annual meeting. You know. And, you know, if you really want a good lesson on parliamentary procedure, you really should check these out. I mean, it's like a huge business meeting, but man, there's a dude there that knows his parliamentary procedure so well. And he follows every punctuation mark in Robert's Rules of Order. But there are some of those hillbilly preachers that come out here and, well, why can't I talk about this? Well, because you're out of order. That's why. Well, when can I talk about it? Well, you got it. You know what I'm saying? It's just hilarious, you know. But God told me to say this to the messengers. I'm sure he did. <laughs> but God is a God of order too, okay? God tells people a lot of things. And we just hear what we want to hear. Uh, one Alabama man decided he was going to steal a vehicle from a fire station. And he said God told him to do it. There you go. See? Oh, by the way, he also announced his candidacy for mayor while he was doing it. He also managed to flirt with a reporter. And, of course, all of this with God's help. All within the span of less than a minute. Now, there was a video that was shot by WALA-TV. It's a Fox affiliate in Mobile, Alabama. It's showing Jeffrey McCants being escorted out of a police station. Now, McCants is charged with stealing a marked Pritchard Fire Rescue vehicle. He introduces himself to the cameras and says he's running for mayor of Mobile, Alabama, baby. Uh, when asked by a female reporter why McCants supposedly stole the vehicle, he tells her, he wouldn't have stole it if I had a woman like you. Oh, yeah, he clarifies. He allegedly stole the vehicle because God told him to. And guess what? God helps me do everything, McCant said as the officer escorts him into the police vehicle. Oh, yeah, okay. He says, I steal everything, man. I steal your heart, baby. <laughs> and as far as politicians are concerned, this guy seems more reliable than most. I don't know. What an amateur, though. I guess if you want to be a politician, someone asks you why you stole something, you're supposed to say no comment. Come on. I don't know if God told this woman how to get dressed, but, you know, 
It's that old trick, you know, if your dad said you couldn't do something, you just lie and say, mom said it was okay. Now, a woman in Florida tried that little trick with a cop. She's 21-year-old Kendall Mabry. She walks out of a Circle K bathroom near Orlando, Florida, completely without pants or underwear, for that matter. And then a cop was right there when it happened. Oh, yeah, um, she'd been drinking, too. Kept slurring words. And also, she reeked of pot. So when the cop asked her why she was in the store without pants, she claimed that, well, another police officer said it was okay. By the way, her pants were out in the car. So that means she actually walked into the store naked from the waist down. Now, a cashier called the cops when they saw her walk in, so, well, that's why they were there when she comes strolling out of the bathroom. Now she's facing charges for disorderly intoxication. But the cops said it was okay, and God said I could. Yeah, politicians are always giving God credit for stuff like this, too. Although, some politicians probably need to be a little more edumacated. There's a bizarre portion of a climate change hearing where East Texas Republican Congressman Louis Gomert, or Gomert, he asked a federal, if a federal agency could actually change the orbit of the moon and the earth to fight climate change. You know, it was uh, during a House Natural Resources Committee hearing. He asked whether federal land agencies can alter the orbit of the earth and moon. You know, so they could go ahead and fix this whole climate change mess once and for all. Here's, actu here's an actual piece of that conversation. Check it out. The moon's orbit is changing slightly, and so is the Earth's orbit around the sun. Is there anything that the National Forest Service or BLM can do to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. I would have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. It's really unclear whether Gomert intended his question to be sarcastic or whether it just displays a scientific ignorance so profound that he has no clue how screwed up the Earth would be if forest rangers tampered with those orbits. <clears throat> Either way, the expert to whom he addressed the query replies with some level of diplomacy that qualifies her for working at the State Department if that whole science thing doesn't pan out for her. I don't know. And then here we go again. Here's the new the new wokeism here. First it was Penn State, now it's Texas Christian University. TCU will no longer use the term freshman for students who are in their first year at school with officials having decided that it's not gender inclusive. That's according to Fox 4 Dallas. The students now will be known as first-year students. Junior Matt Gill, who's part of the university's team for implementing the change, told the station, just by speaking more inclusively, we're able to behave more inclusively as well. He continued, the more we are able to start referring to people on equal terms, the better off I think we will be in terms of reaching actual progress. But graduate student Maggie McHale, for one, was a bit skeptical. She told Fox 4, there's a lot of words that have men in them. I don't know. There's a lot more TCU can do to do inclusion. Just change the word freshman. You, you can go beyond that, I guess. You know, Just eliminate all the rooms, all the words with men in them. Why not? I don't understand. Anyway, besides Penn State, other universities have also made similar changes like Yale and the University of North Carolina. Like that's going to make any difference? I don't know. 
Anyway, it's, it, it, it seems like they're just ignoring the obvious. Some things are so obvious, they just choose not to look at it. I don't know. But this seems like something you could obviously be fired for, but maybe not. I mean, right before the pandemic hit, a 66-year-old guy in England named Colin Kane, he called in sick for work, and uh, well, then he got caught hanging out at a bar. So the company fired him. Now, he's a heavy smoker. He's got a lung condition. When the boss called him on a Monday, he said he had to stay in bed all day. But then somebody spotted him out at a bar drinking beer and smoking while he was still out sick the next day on Tuesday. So they fired him for it. And then he sued for wrongful termination. And a judge just ruled that he should not have been fired. The company's handbook, you see, doesn't specifically say you can't go out and socialize in public if you've called in sick. And that's why the judge sided with him. Now, he's due back in court soon when they'll decide how much money the company's got to pay him for wrongful termination. Technical, 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 you know? Details, details, details. Well, here's one little detail you have to understand if you ever visit a McDonald's. They really stick to their time limits. And I'll tell you, you know, when it's not time to have breakfast, they don't serve breakfast. Now, you know, just hear me out, okay? Just think about this for a minute. If you had a kid throwing a tantrum like this, I mean, I'd get it. But it's a bit different when you're a grown man, like 36-year-old James Springer, who went to a McDonald's in Northern Virginia, and he wanted a Happy Meal. But he got there too early to get one because it was just before 10 a.m. and most McDonald's don't start serving lunch until 10.30. Now they told him he could only get breakfast. And he responded by threatening to execute everyone in the restaurant. Now he was gone by the time the cops got there, but while they were talking to a witness, they got another call about a driver pointing a gun at somebody while trying to merge in traffic. So the cops left and responded to that incident. Then they got another call from that same McDonald's after James comes back. It's not clear if he went back to the McDonald's to hurt anyone or if they were just serving lunch by then. But he still wanted his Happy Meal. So luckily the cops returned to arrest him before anything else happened. And he's now facing charges for disorderly conduct and four counts of brandishing a weapon. I, really, I mean, what this man did was reprehensible, honestly, even more disgusting than the food. Maybe he was just so upset because he wanted this Happy Meal toy, you know, but if he wants something crappy that's made in China, he could just catch COVID-19. <laughs> and less than half of us know where the Grand Canyon is. Did you know that? I'm going to go visit the Grand Canyon here in the next few days. In fact, we're probably going to take a little hiatus from the a podcast for a couple of weeks while I'm out west enjoying some sightseeing. A lot of people uh, are really great at world geography, and you'd think most of us would do okay with major landmarks, especially if they're in our own backyard. But there's a new survey that's asking people where different landmarks are, you know, like the Grand Canyon. 38% of Americans know what state it's in. That's it. Only 38%. 19% think it's in Colorado, which was the most common wrong answer. If you don't know, the correct answer is Arizona. Oh, and here's one more. Only 32%, about one-third of the people, even know where Niagara Falls is, even though New York and Canada were both acceptable answers. 
Get this, 22%, almost a quarter of these people in the survey thought Niagara Falls was in Iceland. <laughs> Iceland? What? Okay, look, for these stupid people, we've got a new travel group I think you'll be very interested in, and they're very excited to take your vacation money. If you're taking your first vacation since COVID, call Unworldly Tours. We'll hook you up with an amazing itinerary based on where Americans think famous landmarks are located. First, you'll visit the Statue of Liberty in Boston. Then you'll take a tour of the Gateway Arch in Chicago. And finally, Unworldly Tours will whisk you away to check out the Space Needle. In Houston, Unworldly Tours. Who knows where you'll be going? Unworldly Tours not responsible for you not finding the stuff you thought you were going to see. Then there's this family in Richmond, Virginia. They got a shocking delivery here a while back. Avery Sanford says, I just turned 18. When I was in the middle of class, my dad came by. He had rented a trailer. He pulled up in front of the house, turned the trailer on so that it dumped out all the pennies on the grass, and my mom came out and was like, what are you dumping in my yard? She didn't know who it was until he shouts back, it's your final child support payment. Oh, lovely. The man dumped 80,000 pennies. Sanford adds, it's uh, not just my mom he's trying to embarrass, it's also me and my sister, and it's upsetting that he didn't consider that before he did that. So... Sanford and her mom got the last laugh. They decided to turn a bad situation into a positive one by some, you know, but, well, I should say they decided to turn a stupid situation into a productive one by donating the 80,000 pennies to Safe Harbor. That's a domestic abuse center. So there. <laughs> oh, my. Well, and, and I don't know. People can be so stupid, but here's something. I guarantee you, the only thing more stupid than this guy's cover story is that he didn't really need one. Either that or he's just flat out lying. This guy's hate. The 34-year-old John Walner, he shows up at a hospital in upstate New York with a gunshot wound to his hand. Now, his story about it keeps on changing. He lives in Vermont, about 60 miles from the hospital. And at first he said, well, the shooting happened in New York. But then he said, well, it actually happened in Vermont. And that... Well, he didn't go to the hospital right away because he didn't think it was a big deal. He said he thought it was just a bee sting. <laughs> well, cops didn't buy it and they kept questioning. And he eventually told him, well, he shot himself in the hand while cleaning his gun. Okay, now if that's true, then he probably didn't need to lie about it. Or possibly he still is lying. I don't know. But... For now, he's now facing charges for providing false information to law enforcement. But I don't know. I mean, what's the deal? I mean, uh, we, I don't know if we'll ever know the answer. Anyway, but this deserves an answer with an Australian soldier who's now been in jail for about 19 months because he got a swastika tattooed, but he had his tattoo put on, on his um, manhood. Yeah, they put a swastika tattooed right on his testicle. That's got to hurt. Well, the 29-year-old drank two bottles of whiskey before his brother tattooed the band symbol on his scrotum. The court in the city of Klagenfurt heard the story. He posted a picture of the tattooed testicle online and showed it off to Army colleagues on other occasions while he was drunk on the final evening of a military exercise. It was only when the investigation 
or the uh, of his tattooed testicle started that he realized what nonsense the Nazi glorification was. Now, the suspect, who was not named because of the local privacy laws, has a criminal record. <clears throat> surprise, surprise. He'd previously been sentenced to two years in prison for deliberate uh, aggravated bodily harm following a brawl at a festival in his hometown. But in addition to the tattoo, well, he was also found to have posted photos with Nazi material at the Bunker Museum Wurzenpass, drank Hitler-branded wine, posted Nazi propaganda online. This guy's a real winner. He says... Well, other than that, I can't give any reasonable explanation for why I did it. He also claimed he'd stopped associating with the far right eight years prior and had stopped drinking heavily since the stint behind bars. And he also says his uh, tattoo on his testicle for it was no longer visible. You got to be stupid to tattoo anything on your testicle, frankly, folks. Okay. And besides that, you know, the idea of a tattoo is to kind of show it off. No. And then I, we got friends that are getting married. And of course, when we have friends that get married, one of our favorite things to do is take a look at the wedding registry because she's, it says a lot about the couple. Most of us know the feeling of looking at wedding registries, you know, and seeing that, you know, there's an option to sort by price, right? Look, 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 we all have our friends, but why do we have to buy them a $900 vacuum? Well, be thankful that you don't know this bride, okay? There's a woman who posted a gift list on Facebook, which was packed with luxury items, such as Gucci or Louis Vuitton purses, new floor tiles for the entire house, a new car, and any high-class paintings or decorations. And there was also $400 in cash. $400 or more gift cards to the following places. Saks, well, she says Fifth Saks Avenue. <laughs> and Saks is possessive. No, that's not right. Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, Calvin Klein, Gucci, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and maybe even JCPenney. And any kitchen-made appliances over 350 bucks. Yes, she did say Fifth Saks Avenue and Kitchen M-A-I-D made. <laughs> I don't understand. She says guests must... Pick off this list or consult her first. And added, there are no exceptions. I'm expecting everyone to spend at least $400. She said she'll accept slightly lower amounts, but you got to ask her first. Now, 7news.com had a screenshot of the post. I may post this in the uh, Telegram channel, by the way. It's apparently been taken down or made private, but there's no word who this woman is. We just have the screenshot, but she's either rich, out of touch, a jokester, or just plain stupid. <laughs> wow. People like that, you just like to get revenge on. You know what I'm saying? Fake jewelry, I don't know, whatever you can find. Have you ever gotten revenge on an ex, though? Boy, some people can. Some people are really talented. There's two women's stories trending right now, and... Boy, they, they, there's something else. And, and uh, by the way, they, they did this years later. So you can decide which one of these is better or more brutal, you might say. There's a woman in England. Her name is Meg Finola. She gets on Twitter after her ex liked her on a dating app four years ago after he ghosted her and then just disappeared. So she liked him back and then sent him a message that said she has a four-year-old kid he might want to meet. <laughs> oh, by the way, just to be clear, she doesn't have a kid. I don't know if he responded to it or just ghosted her again. 
But we have a screenshot of the tweet, which I'll probably put in the Telegram channel. But this one might even be even more diabolical. A woman on TikTok split up with her boyfriend back in 2016, and for five solid years, she's been getting back at him by flooding his email with spam. Okay, here's Christina. She's explaining how she signs up her ex's email for spam messages whenever she can get revenge. Ever since my ex and I broke up in 2016, I've had a very interesting tactic for revenge. My revenge comes in the form of email newsletters. So if I'm in the airport and I need an email address to give to the airport so I can use their Wi-Fi, I give them his. If I want to read an article and they need an email, I'll send them his. Do I want to be updated about events and happenings in the company? Yes. Topics of interest, all of them. And he doesn't know why. So every time a website or an app requires an email address to get through a paywall, she'll use his email. So he just gets more and more newsletters and alerts that he didn't even sign up for, and he has no idea why. I love it. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. I'm glad that this is not a, a video, okay? <laughs> you know, I, you know, so you, you gotta have more common sense than that. <laughs> well, hey, I, I brought my dad bod, okay? <laughs> oh, you, you sent me a picture of your dad bod on, uh, on Facebook Messenger, and I'm surprised they didn't block it for uh, <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> material. I, I, I wanted to give you something to, you know, as an example. I'm trying to set the example for my nephew. Oh, I'm looking at it right now as I'm tubing. Don't worry. <laughs> I so, hear the dad bods are in. Yeah, well, they are. You I'm tell telling me. I mean, I, I actually was reading this article that I sent to you. 70% of the women think it's attractive. I feel I feel vindicated. What percentage of the men? <laughs> I mean, asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, 65% think it's sexy, sexy. And I like this. 
59% would rather be with a guy who's got a little jiggle than with somebody who's solid muscle. So there. Okay. Well, did they did, did, uh, specify between a little jiggle and a lot of jiggle? <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, you don't know how much jiggle I have. Okay. Come on. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to know how much jiggle you got. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've always said, you know, that you can always tell if a man's on the level, if his bubble's in the middle. And, and what Mrs. Poncho would say is, according to her uh, nutrition you know, degree that, that she's got, uh, that is the worst kind of fat you could have when it comes to high blood pressure, things associated with high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, uh, you know, and then the list of um, well, diabetes. You can, you, yeah. you can tell Mrs. Poncho that I have not, I do not have high blood pressure. I've actually had it checked. Now, as far as anything else, I mean, hey, they also say people that are optimistic live longer. So I have that going for me, too. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> it, it, I was just thinking maybe there I think personally, because with, with this news that's out now, you know, from Planet Fitness, who did this poll, they do this every Father's Day. I think there should be a musical salute to all the embarrassing fathers with a dad bod on Father's Day. This guy called Dad, he wears sandals with socks. This guy called Dad, he tells the dumb jokes a lot. He's so corny, embarrassing guy called Dad. This guy, this guy called Dad, called Dad. He says, pull my finger, pull my finger, then farts. He sings along. Terrible songs while we're in the car He's so annoying Embarrassing guy called Dad Since I'm a baby He always says stole your nose He acts too crazy When all my buddies come over He tells them that I wet the bed He thinks that he's cool He's cool He's not, he's not, he cares about mowing, about mowing the grass, dressed as tacky, no style. He's wearing mom jeans and novelty ties, he's super nerdy. Embarrassing guy called Dad. Embarrassing guy called Dad. Embarrassing guy called Dad. Embarrassing guy called Dad. <laughs> I could see that happening. Um, I, you know, one thing I've noticed that ever since becoming a dad, you, you know, you got those crazy stories like, oh, my kids, and you've always got a funny story about your kids doing something. But I, I think I, I've learned that being a dad now, half of my crazy stories aren't related to my kids, but I'm pretty sure that the crazy stories only are happening because of my kids. Like more crazy things happen, yeah. even non-kid related things ever since becoming a dad. Um, yeah. So just within the past week alone, I've been confused for being a priest. Uh, now, <laughs> this, this is in a, I could have wreaked some real havoc in the Catholic Church, I'm telling you. Uh, I got a, 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 you know, wrong number, like a text, and, uh, you know, that, well, the, someone was asked, he thinks I'm Father Peter. And, uh, <laughs> or maybe it was Paul, I don't remember. Do you know Peter how many jokes, bad. do you know um, how many jokes? You know how many jokes I could make about the sex scandal in the Catholic Church calling themselves Father Peter? I didn't think about this at all. I, 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 but 
uh, so you know, I'm thinking like I should probably tell them I'm not Father Peter or Paul or whoever that is. But you know, I the question he was asking was, can Greek Orthodox receive communion? Now, what what I wanted to say was yes, but you should keep in mind that they receive they believe in communion by submersion, not by sprinkling. Ah, that's true. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm imagining like a you know right into a whole bathtub full of wine and coming right yeah. up and uh, yes and, mm. and it's easy to drink the wine that way too you know just suck it right in you know <laughs> that's but, right i i was actually about to call him back here this week because um we've got moses's fourth plague on the egyptians that's just descended upon our house and well <laughs> this guy you were texting i figured he's probably a young priest i need to get an old priest as well um just because uh you know uh, well Either the rat that we had uh, up in our attic a couple oh. months ago died, or our house is haunted and cursed, and oh, we've got no. a plague of flies that's descended upon us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, th- just earlier today, this morning, we we got our pest guy back out here. Now, I had to leave the traps up there because I was convinced that they didn't actually they didn't catch anything. It probably came out. And I was like, no, it did not. I can hear it still sometimes. Wow. Um, and I, I, I believe it now. I, I believe now that it's died. Uh, I got to see it's, uh, well, one of the traps was sprung, and I saw a little fluffy uh, mess that had probably been dead for a while. <laughs> fluffy mess. <laughs> carried out, and uh, we've been slowly trying to just, I mean, I've killed more flies in the, the past two days than I probably have in my lifetime. Wow. And they're, but they're not fruit flies. They're dead things. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, we know exactly where those things were were yeah. born, hatched, where they grew up, what they ate, and then when they sprouted wings, where they came from. And you see that land on your window, and you think, well, Mrs. Poncho, it was a little bit too much for her to handle. But yeah. um, uh, we, well, we have it all under control now. Now, ironic that we've got some flypaper we put up, and I, I don't see one fly on the flypaper, but we just got finished cleaning all the windows in the house that were just... Uh, I mean, it was like a, a Mac 10 windshield, uh, <laughs> each, each window. <laughs> well, let's see. We've got the plague of locusts, the plague of flies. We've had a pandemic. Can we think of anything else? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, uh, the, the, I was thinking it's about time they, they finally finished the job that they were paid for because hiring an exterminator can be pretty expensive, as this Pennsylvania woman found out, actually. Um, wow. Now, look, you, you can put a lot of things on layaway, but this isn't one of them, right? A woman in Allentown, Pennsylvania, she's facing charges after she tried to hire a hitman to kill her husband. No. And, well, she asked if he'd offer her a payment plan. <laughs> well, you know, she, like, I'm like, is this like a coupon book? Is it front load interest? Um, <laughs> You know, so, well, this is 44-year-old Claudia Carrion who met with, up with the guy and he, he agreed to pay him $4,000 for the hit. But she didn't have it up front. So she asked, you know, sometimes you just got to do it yourself, unlike that flypaper. Yeah. Um, well, you know, she uh, asked if she could pay in installments of $100 for 40 weeks. <laughs> the hitman agreed to it because he was actually an undercover cop. Yeah. Um, now, all right, talk about dirty deeds done dirt cheap, too. I, I would expect $4,000. I, I don't think I, I'd, I'd require much more than that if I were to um, try to, you know, lower yeah. my uh, morals. That. Exactly. Well, once she actually paid the first $100 as a deposit, 
uh, they arrested her. And, um, well, it turns out this wasn't the first time she's tried and failed to hire a hitman. She, she told police that she tried once before, but the hitman that time didn't work out either. She was facing uh, charges for criminal solicitation to commit homicide. Gosh. Wow. Well, well, you know, what can I say? You know, I guess you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, or you lose all. I, you know, I, I think that she should have known this was a setup when she, you know, got to th- this agreed payment without any interest. Yeah, yeah, right, right. If I were her husband, I'd be limit, livid, uh, mainly because, well, she thinks my life is only worth four thousand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on, you cheap steak. At least, at least pay eight or ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. No, it, in, in reality, though, this does sound more like Mrs. Poncho. Uh, you know, well, he wouldn't want to pay eight or ten thousand for this. He'd probably want to, you know, a little bit more on sale, like a little cheaper hitman, like four thousand. Uh, even when she's trying to kill me, she's thinking about me. <laughs> so, well, see, I think maybe the problem is he didn't have the dad bod, so she didn't think he was that sexy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I will. We'll get or too much. Too much of anything can be a bad thing. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, definitely, it's got to be a rather awkward situation to have to, number one, ask a hitman if you can, you know, pay him in installments, you know, and then find out the hitman turns out to be a cop. That's definitely awkward. But the awkwardness gets a little more awkward here for this other woman. She needed the jaws of life, but not to get her out of a vehicle, but out of a folding chair. I don't know if you saw this or not. This is just beautiful, okay? I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe some people have their fetishes, okay? But <laughs> I'm thinking, like, what, what kind of websites are you watching? Yeah, well, uh, it's, I, I'm looking at dead bodies. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, okay? No, but <laughs> well, just, this is just a reminder that other people's kinkiness are a little weirder than anything you can probably think up. There's a woman, she's a 27-year-old woman in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Now, she goes by Sydney Joe on TikTok. Why are all these people like this on TikTok? I don't know. But she makes money posting something called stuck videos. Now, what she does, she films herself getting stuck in different ways. Now, People are freaks. Yeah, well, okay, well, check this out. Once she got her knees wedged between two metal poles and a fence, so she has to get oil and put it on her to get out. And there are, if you think that's weird, there are people that would pay $2 a minute to watch her do it. So who do you think is more stupid? You know, but anyway, now she's going viral because she got her entire body stuck in a folding chair and couldn't get it out. Then you might wonder, how is this possible? Well, she somehow wedges herself into a six inch space between the, you know, the bottom of the seat and one of the little crossbars that connects the two legs. So now the entire chair is stuck sideways around her waist. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you saw the picture, but it's, it's classic. Okay. Oh, I, I did actually look at the picture. And um, <laughs> I, I'm like, so this is what a, uh, what, what a, I guess, what a stuck fetish maker 
looks like. I don't know, <clears throat> but I, I, I'm definitely putting the picture on the uh, Insane Eric Lane Telegram channel, so people can look at it. <laughs> but, but anyway, here she is, though. She's, she's going to walk us through the uh, whole experience here. For the last 30 minutes, I have been trying to get unstuck out of this metal chair. And you're probably just like, suck in as hard as you... I literally can't. It's on my tailbone and my pelvic bone. I don't know how I got in. I'm filming this for a video, obviously. Hello. Hello. Oh, you did suck in, you didn't. Sorry. Oh. oh, my God. All right. Go ahead and step out. Are you okay? So after 30 minutes, now her fans online are telling her, you know, um, Sydney Joe, you might need to call for help. So thankfully she did. And the firefighters come and had to use the jaws of life to get her out. Now, she says that the fans uh, of the stuck videos, they want it all to seem real, but that the getting unstuck is also part of the little video. So they didn't actually like seeing her in trouble, but still, she said it was probably the best video that she's ever done. And I'm sure she made lots of money on it, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I tubed twice while I was just waiting for the firefighters to get there. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when, I, when I was watching live on those, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I've, wow. I've tubed twice more since you started this segment. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I was thinking, I've got to, I, I see that you posted the video there, and I just haven't had a chance, but I did look at the picture, and, um, Harvey almost doesn't want to watch. <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's pretty funny because she's standing there totally helpless while these guys are bringing out the, 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 the metal cutters or cutting the chair off of her body. It's almost as bad as the um, – remember the story we talked about where a couple was trying to spice things up and he gets his uh, – <laughs> Remember stuck where the doorknob's supposed the, to the go? Door, and the uh, doorknob hole, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and, well, they end up having the fire department, and then they get him over, or paramedic. They have to remove it over in a hospital, and wow. won't, his, you know. Uh, you know. <laughs> they, they, they honestly can't pay these rescue teams enough money sometimes, you know? <laughs> oh, for real. I, um, yeah, I, well, from, from a surgeon in a, in a ER that I used to know uh he said, if, if you only had a, enough time in the day to tell you about all the times people accidentally fell on things. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, spe speaking of, uh, I guess, a, um, you know, awkward situations, uh, here's, here's a mom on TikTok that shared a scary story with a, well, it had, did have a little bit of a twist ending here. I, I, your, your call, if you think it's a good ending or a bad ending, though, um, TikTok user at Hey. Shantak is usually known for her comedic videos, but she did take a, a moment on this video to explain that she's been receiving, she says, so I've received a call from my daughter's school saying that she has been leaving school with a strange man every day, and it was not her dad. Uh, no, this is a big deal, right? Yeah. So, you know, she says, I was trembling, my, my heart was beating outside my chest, and I've always made a, a, a point to tell the school that if my daughter leaves with someone outside our, of ourselves, that they need to contact us immediately. Well, she continued. They, they described the man. They said that he was tall, stubby, looked like he was out of shape. His hair was fragile and had a light mustache. Wow. She goes on to say they sent her a photo and she started whimpering because the person on the photo was her. 
What? She, she says, it was me without a wig. It was me, y'all. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, all right. Now, now here, here's my confusion, okay? I, I, the, for one thing, it's hilarious that she was, th they thought that she was somebody else because she didn't have a wig on, but I'm still s stuck on the light mustache part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can't get away from that one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I had a fourth grade teacher, and I swear she had a mustache. I swear on the stack of Bibles, she had a mustache. That was the biggest <laughs> joke. Okay. But I tell you, it's got to be a shock to realize that this poor woman <clears throat> was the very suspect she was panicking about, you know? I mean, wow. Uh, I've got a woman <clears throat> who is a suspect of a police stop for speeding, but she got the shock of her life when she got the uh, fleeing fugitive treatment. Th this, this is just insane, okay? Not to mention stupid, but and this happens in my home state of Arkansas. I think it actually was in the Little Rock area. But a police trooper uses a pit maneuver to stop a pregnant woman who's been speeding. So the woman now is suing the Arkansas State Police Trooper that flipped her vehicle as she tried to find a safe place to pull over. She wants to change how and when the police department applies their pit maneuvers against drivers and fleeing suspects. Now, I saw the video. She's, she's slowing down, turning on her hazards, trying to drive to an area with a wide shoulder, and in less than two minutes, he spun her out and caused her to go head on into the concrete barrier and flip. So, the woman behind the wheel, her name is Nicole Harper, driving home on I-67. Actually, I think it's U.S. Highway 67 last year. She was the seasoned veteran of the Arkansas State Police for, uh, is Corporal Rodney Dunn tries to pull her over for speeding. OK, so here's here's the, the whole thing. Uh, her name is Nicole Harper and, and she, it's her and her, her attorney, Andrew Norwood, talking about it. Are you the only one in the vehicle? Yes. Okay. I'm pregnant. Why didn't you stop? Because I didn't feel like it was safe. Well, this is where you ended up. I thought it would be safer to wait until the exit. No, ma'am. You should pull over when law enforcement stops you. I had heard that that's what you do. You slow down, you put your flashers on, and you drive to a safe place. There was a less dangerous and more safe avenue that could have been taken before flipping her vehicle and make it bounce off a concrete barrier going 60 miles an hour. It was so scary. In my head, I was going to lose the baby. So Harper was actually doing exactly what she said she was supposed to do. So you can actually, in the video, you can see Harper slow her car down, put the hazards on, and there really wasn't much of a shoulder to speak of because there was like a concrete wall at one side, and she'd be stuck out halfway in the right lane. So anybody could see that's really not a smart place to stop, but Dunn gave her all of two minutes before he nudged her car, and it sent it careening across the lanes of traffic into the median and flipped it over on its roof. It was just, I'm thinking, okay, this guy obviously is a little too much too soon, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm almost like, you know, thinking, is was she like unfaithful and they were like in a relationship and now she's pregnant? And he's like, that's not my child yeah, really? pit maneuver. Crazy. That is, that's pretty insane for sure. I, you know, <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. Uh, maybe, you know, you said season. Maybe he's just getting too old for this. His season but, um, losing its flavor. <laughs> that, that too. Um, you know, well, that, I can't even imagine. Like, is this guy trying to make auditions for Smokey and the Bandit? Uh, the remake? <laughs> like, in Arkansas, at least. Who knows? 
But, um, well, you know, uh, there's another tool that you, you may not really realize that the police, you know, are, may, may start thinking about using to catch some of their criminals. So that way you might be able to have less, you know, pit maneuvers on the road. Said, you know, less car fans, more farm fans. <laughs> the, 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 so first off, the variety of weird things people do when they're on drugs is kind of amazing. I think we all are pretty aware of this right now ever since the Internet. Um, well, police got a call about a suspicious car parked in a vineyard in Santa Rosa, California. It's just north of San Francisco. Um, now, this is right next to one of those big fan fans like the, the grape growers use to circulate the air to okay. keep grapes from, from freezing. Right. Well, once the cops get closer to it, they realize that someone was inside the fan. The base <laughs> is hollow and just big enough to fit a person. And it, it turns out a 38-year-old guy climbed in, and he had been stuck there for two days. <laughs> when they asked him why he climbed in, he said he likes taking pictures of motors inside old farm equipment. Now, I'm wondering, is that the best that you can do if you've been there for two days? <laughs> You're trying to come up with a good excuse? I'd say it's an odd hobby, but, you know, okay. Uh, the fan actually wasn't that old, though. And, well, the big kicker was when they searched him, they found a whole bunch of meth. Ah. <laughs> the sheriff's office posted about it on their Facebook page, and they said he had, uh, quote, far more methamphetamine than camera equipment. <laughs> and they, they said <laughs> the real reason he climbed inside remains a mystery. And look, it's, I don't think it's any mystery to me uh, why he climbed in. <laughs> and he's facing charges for trespassing and drug possession. Oh, I just want to know when the uh, police, um, you know, I guess what uh, offices around the, the, the country are going to start bringing in large industrial farm fans, you know, into the inner cities and to the uh, small towns that are being kind of ravaged by, uh, oh, by drugs. You don't even, they come to you with yeah. the fans. That's yeah. the nice thing about them. Nice. I, I still care with no motive. Uh, the motive to climb into a fan shaft remains a mystery. Uh, maybe, maybe it was a large amount of meth. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's probably would do it. I mean, I don't know. You got to be pretty bored to want to climb into a piece of farm equipment. I know that, you know. <laughs> so probably has to be easier than dropping a few pounds of water weight. I mean, that, that's the thing. I, it's, it must have been a breeze getting into the thing, but not so much getting out. But anyway, I, I don't know. People that are on drugs, it just, they just do stupid things. It turns <laughs> your brain into mush, makes folks do stupid stuff. But little parasites can do the same thing when they crawl into you. Okay, and <laughs> do things like turn what's in your inside your intestines into liquid, and make any situation a cacophony of stupidity. Okay, <laughs> I saw this article, and I'm thinking, oh, you're gonna love this. Okay, but this is two ideas that you want to be as far apart as possible. That is number one, a slip and slide, and number two, explosive diarrhea. Okay, so in the interest of keeping one away from the other, NBC, NBC TV shuts down the production of this new TV show they're planning to, to debut. It's called The Ultimate Slip and Slide. Shut it down. It's a summer <laughs> show that's featuring... I'm laughing throughout it's, this... It's, it's, a, it's a game show that's featuring a water park full of giant versions of the backyard classic slides. It's going to premiere in August, August the 8th, after the Olympics is over with. Well, the rap.com breaks the story 
that there's been an outbreak of, quote, awful explosive diarrhea on the set. <laughs> Got the runs on the runs. <laughs> so, <laughs> tests on the water in the park shows nothing uh, untoward, but the further test showed uh, Giadaria in the surrounding area, according to People magazine. <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's gone from a slip and slide to a slip and shit. You know, I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like, a, it's like a slip and slide inside of another slip and slide. Jardaria <laughs> uh, is no joke. I mean, if you do swallow something like water contaminated with a tiny, tiny parasite, you'll experience intense intestinal distress. Montezuma's revenge. Now, it's not clear whether the I'm show. So be, it's not clear whether the show's going to be delayed, uh, or if they'll need KO pack take or something. I don't know. But Fox News says uh, NBC is scrambling to figure out how to complete the production. Pepto Bismol, KO Pactate. <laughs> both, both of the hosts, Bobby Moynihan and Ron Funches, are, are okay. The health and safety of everyone on our set is our number one priority, according to what NBC says in the statement. But apparently their executive producer is a real party pooper. I know that. I mean, geez. <laughs> I mean, long story short, never order the catch of the day unless you know what day they're talking about, okay? <laughs> I don't know. The health and safety of everyone on our set is like our number three priority. <laughs> I don't know. It could be their number two priority. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, well number, number three was when you had, at least when I was a kid, it was number one, number two, and the number three was reserved for diarrhea. But oh, okay. I, I don't know. This story could never make it over FCC radio anywhere. Oh. There's no way to get through this without talking about bodily function. Oh, my gosh. You know it. Absolutely. You know it. I'm telling you. But can you just imagine being on the set? Can you imagine being the guy that's, in, that's behind the guy with explosive diarrhea? You know? That's the bad part. I'm just imagining... Like just the whole water running. You know, you know, like you see movies where like the water runs red when there's like a big battle. Yeah. Uh, this is the water runs brown on this ultimate slip and slide show. This reminded me of a video I did see years ago. That it's everyone's sitting in like an outdoor jacuzzi, and they're all enjoying the set. And then this one woman, she starts talking about she's got to get out because she's got to go to the bathroom, and she didn't quite make it. And the entire the entire <laughs> the entire uh, jacuzzi turns brown, and everyone's like leaping out of the water as fast <laughs> as they can. You know, <laughs> it was very oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> this is killing me. Well, you know. Uh, um, you know, the water sports can be a lot of fun uh, in the right setting. Yes. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe in the, if slip and slides don't work, in, maybe they could, you know, call it number tubing, but uh, tubing. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a different type of tubing. You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah, yeah. I look, I've been tubing before. I've just never been number tubing before. Yes. On yes. the water. Um, Oh my gosh! Well, we've been alluding to it all day, all, all, all podcast here. Um, last story here for the day is the one and only. We've all probably tubed at least you know two or three times since we've started talking here in the last thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> if you don't know the story, then I don't know how you have it. Political commentator Jeffrey Tubin 
somehow convinced CNN to put him back on the air after he was caught masturbating during his work Zoom call. And uh, that's right. He actually pulled it out. I mean, pulled it off. Um, (laughs) 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 I'm so dying. I've been loving I've been making tube injects for the last, like, nine months since this has happened because (laughs) this is so insane. And the crazy thing is, like, only... Only right. CNN and and, and uh, kick it away with you know. So, so you're, like, saying he, you're saying he pulled out a tube stake. <laughs> look, I'm just saying Louis C.K. can ask permission, and look, I think it's gross and nasty, but him in a nightclub anywhere is just you know what <laughs> untaunt and and then this guy pulls it out with no one's permission in front of all of his colleagues, and then he can go back to six months later and work again with the same colleagues. Yes. I, um, Look, and, and, I don't know if you could die by embarrassment by proxy, but yeah. um, I've got. Uh, if, if, if you're if you don't fear uh, death by embarrassment, you should watch the video here. I've got a couple quotes coming. This is uh, following more than seven months after he was caught masturbating on that Zoom call with his colleagues at the New Yorker, which all you know fired him after the incident. Tubin was interviewed on the air again by CNN host Allison Camerata. To quote Jay Leno. What the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. I think one point, I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. But, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, I can certainly confess, um, trying to be a better person. I mean, in therapy, trying to do some public service. But I am trying to become the kind of person that people can trust again. Oh, he's taking out his penis. Now, CNN said it didn't have a statement about Tubin's return. <laughs> the, the, the sequel, Tubin's return. <laughs> Obviously. You know, but what's what's embarrassing, first off, is that that you got caught doing it. OK. And then you, the second thing is you got disciplined for doing it. But I think the worst of all is coming back on live television and having a therapy talking about doing it on the air with your colleague. I mean, this is definitely going to a new low for CNN. Let's talk about your <laughs> masturbation event here, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think it really does go to um, what, where is their talent pool? If this is what they have, they think, you know, I think we'd be better off just biting the bullet, getting it all out in the open, and jumping right back in. I, I you know, I, 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 <laughs> I can't believe it. I've been in tears laughing about this, though. And um, <laughs> well, and, well, I guess you could say this is just the tip. Uh, here at CNN. Yeah, just the tip. And indeed, I, I would say here's the tip after you shake Jeffrey's hand to congratulate him, make sure you hit the Purell. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and, yeah, well, he, and make, I'm thinking about the video and the like, I'd like to hear his apology to his co workers and what, yeah. what that looked like. But, um, you know, well, look, I, I'm thinking he was away for what, almost eight months? Can you impregnate yourself by, you know, like, is there, because he doesn't look like he's had a baby, but um, no, nine no. months, eight months. Yeah, well, I know that he did, was able to negotiate his return back to CNN the way he does everything else all by himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that the stiff punishment uh, 
you know, well, after that, they're all planning to probably capitalize on his new sexy reputation. Do you need something to spice up your news broadcast? Then tune in to CNN and witness the return of Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin is back with the hard news you crave. Oh, did I say hard? Yes, I did. Tubin's hard news. Jeffrey Tubin is here to expose the facts, among other things. Among other things. Don't worry about fake news here. Jeffrey Tubin never fakes it. Never fakes it. Jeffrey Tubin has a firm grasp of the issues, but not too firm. It's just right. Firm, tight grasp. Jeffrey Tubin is back on CNN. The news has never been so hot. Yes, indeed. Well, I mean, that's that's one thing that you would go down in history of having. I mean, look, you think it's funny that I have the dad bod. At least I'm not caught on live Zoom calls playing with myself. It's not fair that the standards are so low these days. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Well, I, I got to tell you, before we get into some of the uh, some of the um, um, ask poncho questions i saw this today and i don't know if you saw this now this is off of zipia.com you familiar with that website i you know i'm not actually that familiar with it no well it's it's a it's like a you know i don't know what kind of whether it's a real estate website or whether they just it's just a it's a cool site but they they did an interesting survey since we got father's day coming out and they're trying to find the most daddest state in america and it turns out Iowa has it's the number one <clears throat> daddest state in America. Now, Pennsylvania was in the top 20. We're at number 19. But here they, they looked at four different factors to figure out whether a state is the most daddest state. They looked at the dad to the bone. Dad to the bone. That's right. They they had the they looked at the average amount spent yearly on child on a child in each state. They looked at the barbecue obsession. They <laughs> They looked at the interest in New Balance, and they looked at the popularity of dad jokes. Okay, no North Face. No, no, none of that. Right <laughs> now, but now here's the question, I guess. Well, you know, if if you love the dad jokes but you don't have kids, what does that make you? Have any idea? Uh, well, you know, I would say it would make you a um, someone with a pretty bad sense of humor. <laughs> no, it'd make you a faux pas. Oh man, that is um, <laughs> that, that's the worst dad joke I've heard in a while. Well, it's yes, a dad joke because it's about dads, but it's also right. a, there's like there's layers of dad in that joke. <laughs> well, guess what? The the state that was dead last was Florida. Look at that. <laughs> so you've got a long way to go if you want to be the ultimate dad for that uh, little baby of yours. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you ought to be ashamed of yourself for the uh, for the faux pas. Well, look, like I said, I felt compassion. That's why when I read the article, I thought, you know what, you need to have a good role model to develop a dad bod, so you can I, get started. I, I will be grilling chicken right when I leave this podcast today. Thank you very much. <laughs> so all right so we've got some people asking poncho for some advice and we have a guy named eric he's he's in a predicament he says help should i be ashamed of my cartoon pajamas now this is not a very dad kind of a question but he says i'm a grown man in my 30s who is 
mostly pajamas that have cartoons on them from South Park to Star Wars. I started dating this new woman, and my buddy told me I should hide all my sleepwear, if not burn them, as it makes me look immature. But they're so comfortable. Is this really something that I should keep from someone that I'm dating? Now, this is Eric asking this question. Now, you know, that's a good question. Uh, they either make you look immature or fun. So <laughs> it, this may depend on the lady. Now, I, look, I can say from Mrs. Poncho's perspective, if I was wearing South Park pajamas, I don't think she would have liked me because she is not a South Park fan. But Star Wars, she would have been like, oh, that's kind of cute, you know. And and um, I, I – but this is coming from someone who's been trying to, you know – convince his wife to give him some Dragon Ball Z pajamas from from Target. Uh, I think that you'll probably just fine. Okay. What about if it's Lego Star Wars, though? Uh, sure. I don't know. I mean, Lego might be a little bit more childish, though. You know? <laughs> but but if it's like, you know, if it, if it is a celebration of, like, I guess, I don't know, the things that you enjoy from childhood, then, yeah, why not? Quite well, nice. hopefully you don't enjoy South Park from childhood. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I've got one here as well. Um, this is uh, my daughter is a darling four year old and she has an iPad and she took pictures of me while I was working and made it the screensaver on her iPad, <laughs> which, which is an extremely sweet thing to do, except for the fact that it's a terrible picture of me. My face looks like I'm about to fart and I told her I can take a new one. She can take a new one, but she just likes to have one. Uh, this is from Elena. Uh, she says, I can't get my daughter to remove her screensaver. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and it, I, I don't have anything to say. I have no advice. Well, if you were that, what jerk does that to a four year old who loves their mom so much they want to make the screensaver? Unless your daughter is so smart and sly that she's convinced you that she loves that picture of you. But really, it's all just to, you know, she loves it because it's such an awful picture. But, you know, this doesn't communicate that. It's true. But I would give a warning, though, to this lady, Elena. Uh, if she looks like she's about to fart, she better make sure it's a fart and not explosive diarrhea. <laughs> That's true. No tubing. Number two. Num <laughs> number tubins. Tubing. Tobogganing. Number two. Tobogganing. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Do you, do you feel lucky enough for some insane game? Oh, yeah. They're this all house is clean from our, yeah. our uh, you know, curse of, of the flies. So I think that, that means I'm in pretty good luck. And, and I should be nice and, and um, de-stressed for the insane games after. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you know. Because I guess after, if you get if you have too much tubing, it does kind of tire you out. <laughs> oh, hopefully I can make it through. It's a great big stupid world. And we're feeling kind of queasy as it turns around. Great. I think we've got ourselves a new euphemism here. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> what's going in the bathroom? Oh, nothing, Mommy. I'm just tubing. <laughs> He hasn't learned how to say tubing, tubing yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, are you ready, though, to play a little insane games? Oh, I'm always ready for the insanity. Well, all right. We got a few good insanities here for you here. You feel like, uh, what do you want to do? You want to do strip club or daycare or golf course or rehab? Let's go golf course or rehab. 
All right. So I'll give you this business name. You tell me if it's a golf course or a rehab. And the first one, if you don't know this one, then I got some, we, we got to have a talk. Okay. Cause this is oh, wow. the, the, the name of this business is called hidden Hills in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh goodness. Um, pressure's on here. Hidden Hills. Well, it does say it's hidden. And so I think I've got that to, you know, lean on as a, um, Fall back just in case. Uh, I don't know of any rehabs here. I'm going to go with the golf course. That's a good Ooh. guess. <laughs> now you got to go look that place up in Jacksonville. So, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Your next business is called Boulder Ridge in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Boulder Ridge. Um, well, Minnesota. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you can even maintain a golf course up there. I'm going to go with a rehab. It's actually a golf course. Whoa. <laughs> so I guess they have to, you know, have the snow plows to clear it off a lot. You know, I, I don't know. So your third business is Southern Oaks in Piedmont, South Carolina. Okay. Anytime, like, there's there's uh, things that you make whiskey with, like oaks for, like, the barrels. It's yep. always a rehab. This is a rehab. You're correct. You're on the you're on a roll on that one. I think I think we're giving away the secret on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm paying attention. Let's let's see if it works with this one. Here's one called River Oaks in Cold Spring, Minnesota. Oh, uh, look at that Minnesota again. How many? They, they can't have more than one golf course up there. This is another rehab. Mm, it is a golf course. <laughs> what have I not known about Minnesota? Oh man! Oh well. What can you? Is, there's always going to be that one that's going to buck the system here, you know. So, and your last business, the plantation in Ponte Vera Beach, Florida. Oh gosh, the plantation. Um, well, uh, considering, um, I'm going to go with the, uh, another uh, rehab. Hmm. It's actually a golf course. Where's Ponte Vera Beach, Florida at, anyway? Ponte Vera? Uh, well, there's Ponte Vitra. Is that, is that the Ponte it's Vera? No, Ponte Vera Beach. Down. Yeah, Ponte Vera Beach, Florida. So, anyway. All right, well, let's see. Let's try Strip Club or Daycare and see if you do pretty Ooh. good. You did, you did about a split on the uh, golf course of rehab yeah. here. So. so, we'll do the Strip Club or Daycare business. And your first business here is called Kate's in Evanston, Wyoming. Kate's. Um, uh, well, I'm going to go with the strip club. Hmm. Well, that would be correct. Can you come All by? Right. Going to go to see Kate. That's what you're going to do. How about this one? Mm -hmm. from, this one's from Birmingham, Alabama. It's called Lollipop Lane. Lollipop Lane. This better be a daycare. <laughs> yeah, well that's good if it's not you have a lot of splaining to do lucy <laughs> okay. i mean with stuck fetishes i guess anything could exist yeah, gonna go to lollipop lane and do, do some sucking on well anyway uh, now, uh, your your third business uh, is, your third business is I'll, called I'll let you handle all the uncomfortable uh, <laughs> right okay <laughs> This business is in Flemington, New Jersey. It's called the Berry Patch. The Berry Patch. I, I, can, I can only imagine what the Berry Patch is if, uh, if it were a strip club, but I, I'm going to go with the daycare. <laughs> it's a daycare. See, if, it, if it was a strip club, they'd call it the Peach Orchard. Right? Yeah. 
<laughs> so, the origin. All, right. all right and uh, your fourth business is called tattletales in gulfport mississippi <laughs> oh gosh tattletales well okay <laughs> no one likes a tattletale I and mean, you only need a tattle you, you, tattletales only happen when you're doing something wrong and this is a strip club uh, turns out to be a daycare. Don't you know those little kids like to tattle on everybody? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, they, they, of course they do. Yes. All right. And your last business is called Creme de la Creme in Atlanta, Georgia. Creme de la Creme. Um, well, you know, peaches and cream go really well. And you move into the country move into the, to get a lot of peaches. So this is a strip club. Turns out to be a daycare. <laughs> oh my gosh! Where, where do they come up with these names? I mean, really? Creme de la creme. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if we can do pretty good with Steakhouse or Gay Bar. All right. All right. And here's another one you should know about. Well, at least know of. Maybe not necessarily know about, but it's called <laughs> 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 it's called Hamburger Mary's in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! So this is a, a state <laughs> gay bar or steakhouse. Um, yep. I hamburger Mary's. Well, I do not know about this. I'm going to go with a steakhouse. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't know about it because if you oh went in there gosh. looking for some burgers, you wouldn't find any. I can <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I guess you do like to stick some meat between the buns, though. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a couple oh. of friends saying, hey, you want to go yep. to the Hamburger Mary's? And I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll ditch them. I'll be like, yeah, let's meet at Hamburger Mary's tonight at like nine. And I'm How just going to stay home. I'll let them go, go there. Just, I'm on just my way. I'll be right there. No, no, we're going to go to Hamburger Mary's to do some tubing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, number tubing and the number tubing. Yeah, really. Uh, All right. Uh, so. Well, here's a, here's another great uh, establishment <laughs> located in Gulfport, Mississippi. It's called. Uh, yeah, look, you said Hamburger Mary's is a great establishment, not me. <laughs> so, well, here's one from Gulfport, Mississippi. <laughs> Brace yourself. It's called the Blowfly. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Blowfly. Well, in Mississippi, I could see this actually being like a little, you know, like like on, on a dock with some nice little. Uh, so, I think this might actually be a steakhouse. <laughs> but, that's right that's right but, <laughs> blow, <laughs> the blow oh. fly though <laughs> oh my gosh and you can look these up they're real deals man i'm telling you all right so, i believe all right. it <laughs> go fly fishing oh yeah <laughs> i'm oh, just yes. hanging this string off of I'm not going to go any further. Oh, man. Here is one from Biloxi, Mississippi. It's called Shaggy's Biloxi Beach. <laughs> okay, well, I can't think of any, any um, I guess I, I myself couldn't see a gay man think of a place called Shaggy's. Shaggy sounds like something that would be more of like a strip club, you know, <laughs> with the ladies or something. So I think this might be a steakhouse. Very good. Very yeah. good. All right. And your fourth business is called Icon in Astoria, Queens. Queens, well, you know, you know what a queen is. I'm gonna go to the gay bar. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Very <Yeah>. good. <laughs> All right. And your last business is back at Florida again, down in Pensacola. That's called the District. 
the district. I think this might just be a regular old steakhouse. I think you're absolutely right. So you did pretty mm-hmm. good on that one. So yeah, I think you're you're yeah. on a roll on that. You know. <clears throat> so while we're on this roll, let's see if we can uh, go for a strip club or daycare. Oh, uh, all right. No, well, we, we, we did that. Weatherman, porn, porn star, weatherman. Yeah. Yeah, the porn star or weatherman, all right? So we'll give you the list of entertainers, and <clears throat> let's see how good you are here, all right? Your first entertainer's name is Gary Lay. Gary Lay. Oh, yeah. I, um, weatherman Lay. I, you know, this has to be a porn star. Mm. <laughs> I deliberately didn't spell it because it's, uh, that would have given it away. It's not L-A-Y, it's L-E-Y. Oh, yeah. It's a little trick question here. All right. So, all right. Well, your next entertainer's name is Matt Sloan. <laughs> Matt Sloan. This sounds like someone who's trying to be like suave, but it's just sleazy. I think it's a porn star. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your third entertainer's name is Zach Green. Zach Green. This is probably just a weatherman. He is at yeah. CBS Boston. That's where he is. Okay. And now here's one for you. And <clears throat> obviously it's female, so you can decide. Her name is Jessica Starr. Jessica. Okay. This sounds like a porn star name. I'm sorry. Turns out to be a weatherman or weatherwoman. Wow. Meteorologist <laughs> at Fox 2 Detroit. Yes, sir. All right. So, I, would, all I right. would still guess porn star at this point. I know. Tell me about it. All right. Well, let's see how good you do with this one. This one's, uh, uh, this uh, entertainer's name is Justin Bruce. Just <laughs> two first names and Bruce. This is a porn star. It's a weatherman. Whoa. <laughs> yes, at KTNV in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's, uh, that, those are definitely a little difficult this time, I think. I can <laughs> you for a loop, but we'll save the best for last. This is what you're always good at. You're fake news or Florida. So we'll give you a headline and you determine whether it's fake or Florida. And some, some of these are really pretty impressive. All right. So we'll uh, start with the first headline where a Miami man threw feces at a judge during his trial and was later acquitted. What? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, with Florida. Hmm. Off to a good start. Very good. Can't believe that would actually happen. I mean, first off, how <laughs> yeah. How would you get it into the courtroom? You know, that's I was wondering. Well, I mean, you, you, you know, you shove it up your butt. I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, your next headline: A Broward County sheriff was charged with DUI after hitting a metro bus in his cop car. <laughs> I think that um, I'm going to go with fake news on this one. It is uh, fake news. Very good. It's a little, little too vanilla for Florida. Yes, yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's try this one. A Fort Lauderdale dog walker let 13 dogs run free in a crowded pedestrian mall because Jesus told her to. <laughs> yeah, well, Jesus tells a lot of people to do things down here. I think this is Florida. <laughs> Fake no. news, believe it or <laughs> really? not. Yes. Like, that's, that's, that's why we're below the Bible belt. Yes, well, let me tell you, there was a story, though, in the podcast, though, about a guy who stole a car because God told him to. So, I mean, it's not that difficult. All right. Your uh, third, uh, fourth headline is from Brevard County, where a man stole 75 pool floats so he could have relations with them. (laughs) Wow. I can't imagine what that would look like. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a Florida. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's 101 things you can do with a pool noodle. That's what it is. And <laughs> I guess he was going to go tubing in another way, I guess. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Different kind. There's all kinds of definitions, but it all means relatively the same thing. Pretty much the same thing, right. <laughs> and last but not least, a Florida man was arrested in upstate New York after he threatened someone with an axe, fled from police, and was found hiding naked in a chicken coop. <laughs> I'll say Florida. <laughs> Obviously, Ed had it written all over him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I think you may you, you hit every well, let's see you got everyone one, one but one I think on that one so yeah not, yeah not too bad so now you can go and uh, enjoy uh, a home free of flies <laughs> that's true and I now know how to make some additional income making oh, yeah. fetish suck videos yeah yeah and, and and I'll you do the fetish suck videos and I'll do uh, I'll I'll I do you know what I'll do I'll model speedos with my dad bod. I'll say you'll stare at the dad bods probably yeah, right. right? <laughs> yeah. So and uh, I'm going to give you a break for a couple of weeks because I'm going on vacation this next week. Whoa! Look at that. Yeah. So we're going out west. We're going to hit the Grand Canyon. We're going to go up to uh, Mount Mount Rushmore and all kinds of good stuff. Oh, that sounds so, amazing. So yep. you're going to have a whole bunch of stupidity backed up that's ready to explode in a couple oh, of yeah. weeks. Absolutely. There'll be plenty of stupidity to, to, for, for everybody when I get back. So we'll have like a little two-week hiatus. I, I might I might throw out a little mini update on what I'm doing on the podcast. So you never know what I might do because, you know, I might see something stupid and just might do an on-the-street on the report. That's why they call you insane. That's right. Absolutely. So um, I guess I'll be talking to you in about two weeks. <laughs> All right. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.